0: Welcome back to Beaten, Not Broken. I'm your host, Leanne, and on this episode, we have a very special guest by the name of Mindy. Today, Mindy will be sharing her story of surviving domestic violence, and I just want to take a quick moment to thank Mindy for being with us today and for sharing her story with us. So, Mindy, if you want to take a quick moment and just introduce yourself to the audience, your name and um, how long you were in a domestic violence situation.
1: Hi, I'm Mindy. I was in a domestic violence relationship for three years. I was actually with him for four, but it got bad for it was pretty bad for three years.
0: Thank you for that. And let's jump right in. So, if you could tell us your domestic violence story from the beginning. To the end, in as much or as little detail as you feel comfortable sharing, sure,
1: I had met him online through a dating app back in two thousand thirteen, and things were you know were good, no problems, he was sweet, of course, like most of these stories, I'm sure that you'll hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up getting married in two thousand fourteen and kind of started off with the emotional and the mental abuse um, calling me a bitch saying I was fat belittling me constantly and there was one day when he had gotten mad and went out and was sitting in the car and I went outside to try to get him to come in and he was yelling and just being obnoxious and said something about hitting me, and I was like, well, then why don't you just do it? I didn't expect that he would, and he mm-hmm. slapped me in the face, which completely shocked me. And immediate, immediately, he was, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, and that'll never happen again, and didn't happen for oh, almost a year, nothing else, mm-hmm. except for, you know, the all the emotional and the mental abuse. I noticed that he would get pretty nasty with his mom which was a shocker to me I didn't Mm -hmm. expect that at all I know that they would argue and and get into pretty big arguments while I was at work and he would say oh you know she hit herself and and I'm, I'm I always wondered you know if it was really him doing it to her yeah she would never she never said anything the second incident we had opened up a new bank account. And I just got off from work. And we were trying to hurry up to get to the bank before the bank closed. And I forgot my social security card because I didn't carry it on me. Yeah. And he went into just a massive rage. He was driving absolutely crazy. I was terrified that we were going to get in a major accident. Once we finally got home, he just kept yelling and, yelling and So I went in the bedroom just to try to defuse the situation and he came in and pushed me back on the bed and started choking me and just complete shock. You know, I mean, after the first incident, I really didn't think that something else would happen, but that was just me being naive. So after that happened, he completely denied it, said he didn't even touch me. And I'm thinking are you serious? You just walked in here and did that. And he's like, you did it to yourself. And so there, I mean, it was every single day I was constantly trying to gauge his mood, um, figure out what was going to be the right thing to say, because I didn't know what was, you know, set off a mood. The very last incident was in 2017. I worked downtown. So I would leave really early in the morning because traffic was insane and I was already in bed and he would, cause he was working weird hours. Well, mm-hmm. he had come home and I was already in bed and he came into the bedroom cause he was upset that I didn't get up and heat up his food and get his medication out of the bottles for him and walked over and pulled the blanket off of me, grabbed me by my foot, pulled me out of the bed and hit me in the back of the head. And I ended up with the neck strain. And again, five minutes later, completely denied even touching me. There were a lot of times that he would say that he was going to commit suicide and it was all for attention. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it was, is he just wanted, you know, attention on him. Well, after this incident, he went into the living room and took his belt off and put it around his neck and was acting like he was choking himself. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I should have, I know I should have called the police. I didn't. I was completely scared. I didn't know what would happen if I did call the police. I ended up talking to some of the girls at work. And they had given me numbers to local shelters, but I didn't, I was afraid to stay too close. I didn't want to be in the same town or in downtown where he also worked because I just didn't want to run into him. So about a week after that happened, he had left for work about 4am and I got up and packed what I could fit in my car and drove away and never looked back. So that's probably one of the scariest things I've done, but it's the best thing that I've done. And I'm actually now working in um, a domestic violence shelter.
0: Mindy, I'm just really shocked by your abuser's use of suicide to emotionally manipulate you. He really created a situation where you weren't only fearing for your own life, but also for his, because I'm sure at the time, he was very convincing of his portrayal
1: of being suicidal and so it just shows how manipulative he really was
0: yeah thank you for sharing that with me mindy i really appreciate it and i just have one more question for you and that is what are your next steps for the future
1: i'm in a really good relationship now um I'm going to continue working at our Domestic Violence Shelter. Um, I'm a support specialist, so I, I, I'm i not one of the advocates, but mm-hmm. I'm just there to answer the crisis call line, because um, it's 24 hours. We're staffed 24 hours there at the shelter, um, and it kind of helps give these women some hope that there are. There are real people that have gone through this that they're looking at and talking to and know that they can get through it. Uh, It is definitely one of the scariest times is when a woman or, you know, or man that leaves their abuser because it's the most dangerous time. They have nothing left to lose because they're gone. So it, it, it is very scary for for anybody to leave a situation, but there are resources and hopefully these women that want to leave or men that want to leave, reach out for those resources.
0: Once again, I just want to thank you for your time. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me today and have this conversation. I really enjoyed listening to your story and I know the audience did as well. Also, I just want to thank you for all the time you're spending volunteering Survivors really need all the support they can get. So thank you for putting so much time in. And that concludes today's episode of Beaten, Not Broken. Tune in next time.